0: Hey, good morning. So glad you're here today. We start a new series uh, I'm excited about. It's called Life Together, where we're actually talking about doing life together. We'll be talking about it for the next several weeks. And you're going to uh, hear me talk about today, we're going to talk about this whole concept of family. And so when I ask you to think of family, uh, what, are some, what are some thoughts that come to your mind? You don't have to shout them out or anything like that. But uh, I started to think about when I think of family, I think about family matters, family meeting, family vacation, family time, family circus, Family dynamics, family circus. That was a cartoon. You remember that? If you're if you're uh, if you're younger than forty. Used to when you had to read comics, you had to get a newspaper. You know what I'm talking about. You had to go buy a newspaper on Sunday. The have have family circus was 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 one of them where they just made fun of families. But today we're going to talk about family in the concept of the church as a family. And I know you probably hear that. But here's here's the the, the weird thing about the church being a family is is we got all these different connotations. We got these these connotations at that when we start talking about the church as a family and everything like that. So I started to think about just when we talk about family. Man, families are weird. Your family's weird. My family's weird. I've got two in-law kids. I got two in-law kids. I got David who's been with us a while. I've got Madeline who just came into our family in May. And this is no lie. I will be sitting at some things we do at the family, and I'm I'm looking at her going. I wonder what she's thinking. <laughs> you, you, you know I mean? Because it's just what, the way you do things is different. You do things are different. It's just weird that, that family, we do these weird things, that, and, and it's okay. That, and I'm just going to share something. We think, like when we say about other families, gonna, you, you've said this. You may have said this about me. If you do, God's going to forgive you. It's okay. They're nice. They're just a little weird. You ever, you ever, you ever say that? They're a little bizarre. Well, they're, they're nice. I don't say it because I get paid not to say that about y'all. So anyway. Weird. Another word for family, messy. We actually did a series years ago called Messy Family where we looked at families in the Bible because everybody, when they read the Bible, they think everybody's got it together. Actually, if you've ever read the Bible, it's a compilation of people who do not have it together. It is. It's a compilation of people, and you look in fam- It is so full of families that are just messed up. And so we did a series on Messy Family. Families are messy. They are. They're messy. You get into these families, you just realize, this is messy. Crazy. We think of people in your family that are crazy. You got a crazy uncle, crazy aunt. There's that crazy... We just say it. We say, there's my crazy uncle. Here he comes. They're loud, whatever. They're just crazy. We think it's crazy. Dysfunctional. Families are dysfunctional. There is some dysfunction in every family in this room. There's just, there just is. Nobody's got it all together. Loyal. Families are Loyal. What's funny is that uh, usually, if there's a family fight, you you don't want to break that up. Uh, One of my favorite stories, my boys wrestled. One of my favorite stories, my boy wrestled at Social Circle. And um, in one of the wrestling practices, they got in a fight. Like they were against each other. Micah was bigger than Mitchell. And it just came down to Mitchell wasn't going to take anymore. And they got in a fight. And they said the whole practice, everybody just stopped. And they stopped their wrestling training, and everybody watched them fight. And somebody looked at the coach and said, you're going to break it up? He said, man, that's brothers. (laughs) That's the truth, isn't it? And listen, let me tell you something. They are best friends. But if you've ever had a brother, there comes a point where y'all were going to fist fight. But don't ever try to take one on because the other one's coming. And so I say all this about family, that when God talked about family, when when we talk about family today, he's talking about his church and it's all those things. It's messy, dysfunctional, it's crazy, it's loyal, it's imperfect, it's full of hypocrites, and, and I'm one of them that I don't always have it together, don't always get it right, and you're one of them too. And so today I want to redefine family. I want to redefine family. And so, this is why I want to do a redefine family. And uh, I want want to first, before we get in, I'm I'm going to give you some words that have been redefined over the years. So, words, we think that words have always meant the same thing, but that's not true. The word awful originally meant reverent, wonder, because it was full of awe. Now it means terrible, horrible, or bad. The word cute originally meant sharp or quick witted, it came from the word acute. Now it means Gentle, I mean, charming or pretty or attractive. The word "nice" originally meant stupid, ignorant, foolish. Now the word is meant to be that you are. It's a good that this is nice. Someone's nice. They are friendly. Something that happens is that when something good happens, we say nice. It, it, the word has changed, and I'll give you the, the word that we, the, you'll notice. The word "viral." The word "viral." If if you got a virus, remember, if you got a virus years ago. 25 years ago, if you got a virus, that meant everybody stay away from you because you were sick. That something had gone viral. Now, if you get a virus, it could be a computer virus or something. It could be a good thing that man, I, I just did something and it went. My video went viral, and so words are redefined. And so, what I want to do is I want to talk about this whole concept of redefining family. And originally, the family is a basic unit in society, traditionally consisting of two parents rearing their children. That's when we originally, when you think of family. And the word has kind of just changed to a group of individuals living under one roof, usually under one head. And then lastly, this has been a concept of family, but it's been going on, but this was not the original meaning. A group of people united by certain convictions or common affiliation. And God has invited us to be part of His family, that we're to be part of this family. This thing that is crazy, this thing that is messy, and everything like that. And, and He's invited us. And we have families in our, in, in our already in our culture. You have your work family, we say this. We have we have our sports team family. If you played baseball, this is my ball team family. You have your 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 CrossFit family. Where if you're part of a gang, that's considered your family. And we have this whole concept. But the church is that same concept, this family. We're committed to the same cause. We're part of something bigger than ourselves. And I want to share a scripture with you just talking about that because I'm introducing this concept of you being part of God's family, that he had a, uh, this plan all along that you'd be part of it. He says, when I think of all this, Paul's writing in Ephesians, when I think of all this, he says, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything. That, that, the original in the Greek, that creator of everything is Family. The creator of family, that God originated family. The creator, matter of fact, some translations translate it family right there. The creator of family, that God had this picture in mind that that you and I would be part of a family. Now, we live in a culture right now where we want to go solo. I do it my own. I go my own way and and everything like that. And we're going to talk about it in just a second. But God's original plan was that you would be part of a spiritual family. Not that you would just have an earthly family, but you'd be part of his spiritual family. And he goes on to say, I pray from this family from his glorious unlimited resources that being part of this family, that he will empower you with inner strength, that you'll be strengthened through his spirit and then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him, that you'll trust Christ more as being part of His family, that your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Again, this whole concept of being strong, and you may have power that he, over and over again. He's like, hey, because this is what we want. We want to live lives where we're strong. We feel God's power and everything like that. And it's done through the concept of family. It says, may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God, that you and I would be part of this family. So, I'm going to give you two reasons why we operate or why we are part of God's family. The first is this. We are a family because we belong to God. We are a family because we belong to God. All four of my kids went to East Newton Elementary School. I don't know if you know anything about Covington, but I live on Starsville Road. I've told you all that before. But um, uh, I live like a half mile from where my kids go to school half mile. And so our kids never rode the bus. They never rode the bus. Uh, We just always took them anyway. But, and my girls really never wanted to ride the bus, but they're coming an age when my boys wanted to ride the bus, wanted to ride ride the bus. And like, what do you want to ride the bus for? We're right here. No, we want to ride the bus, Ride the bus. So we ride the bus. So the first day, first day, my kids rode the bus. Mitchell rode the bus. It's going to be a little, a little crazy. Give me some grace here. He gets off the bus and I meet him and I said, how was it? He said, that was the worst bus ride I've ever had in my life. It's the first time he ever rode it. I said, what happened? He said, it was hot. He said, somebody threw up? Somebody put it in the back? He said, it was terrible. And I said, so you don't want to ride the bus anymore? He said, yeah, I want to ride the bus. He said, that's where all my friends are. That is the picture of the church. I'm telling you, when I tell you this, that you and I, we belong to God. This is this picture of the church, that it's messy, it's not always pretty, and some people get their feelings hurt because they expect when they become part of a church that it's going to be perfect, that we're all sitting around playing harps, and we just love each other. It is nothing like that. If you're a guest here today, I'm telling you, there's just messed up people in here. And I'm the king of them. But hear me on this. God intended you to be part of his family. He didn't intend for any of us to do it by ourselves. And to me, more and more people are looking for ways to belong. You and I are a family because we belong to God. You belong to God. We belong. Even people who say they don't want to belong. Even people who are who are Christ followers, they may even be here today, that, that there are people who say that I don't need to belong, I don't need people. They find community in other people who say the same thing. Meaning that people go, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really need this, I, I, I kind of fly solo, and then they'll, they'll kind of partner with other people who fly solo, because we have this need to belong. And I've told you this, that, that the, the one thing that I think that, uh, not the one thing, if you ever walk into Planet Fitness, that on, the song, on the signs, it is, simply says, you belong here. You belong here. It costs $10 a month to go to Planet Fitness. You walk in the door, you belong here. And before there was COVID, they served pizza. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? I know it sounds crazy, doesn't it? They served pizza one time a month. Another time a month, they served bagels. Because it's more than just getting in shape and looking. It is about belonging there. What I want you to hear from me today is, I don't care who you are, what you've done, what your past is like, whether you've been here your whole life, or today's your first day, maybe it's the first time, maybe you're trying to get your life right with God, turn back to Him, or you're just simply checking Him out. I want you to hear this. You belong to God, that He has created space for you. When you open up the, His Word or you read it, it just simply says, hey, you belong, you belong. And you don't have to pay $10 to be part of his family. Just as Marissa said, he paid the price for you. But he paid the price for all of us. But there are moments in our lives where we have to be reminded about our belonging. And I'm going to share the scripture with you from Joshua where Joshua was talking to the people. They had forgotten that they belonged to God. They were kind of drifting, going every which way. Some were like, hey, I don't need this anymore. And, and, and Joshua is writing to them, and he writes These words. He says, so fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped. They were surrounded by all these people, and, and you know, you'd think that God had done all these miracles, that they would be faithful to but they were just constantly running to other gods and everything like that. Oh, this one's better, this one. There's constantly, if you read this Old Testament and the Scriptures, this constant pattern, they're no different than us, that we are easily led astray to different things. He says, put them away. Your idols, your ancestors worship, when they lived beyond the Euphrates River in Egypt. And he says, serve the Lord alone. This reminder that we're part of a family when we're united around this common purpose, purpose that God is God and we're following Him. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today who you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites and whose land you now live. He's like, are you going to go to these gods that really don't have any power to do anything? Are you, going to, are you really going to turn away from the Lord here? And then finally he goes, but as for me and my family, just this reminder, we're going to serve the Lord. And to me, one of the coolest things about being part of the church is when we unite... Under this faith, that you're my family, I'm part of your family. Several years ago, we um, went on a mission trip to Mexico. I've been many times, and and on this one trip, it was unseasonably hot. Uh, we went in September. We usually go in October. Went in September. We uh, that was I don't know why we or who did it, whatever. But anyway, it was it was not good. The temperatures were uh, 110, 120 degrees. I know people say it's a dry heat. It's not that big a deal. Let me tell you something. They're liars. People that say that. It's a dry heat. It, 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 the 120 is 120. I don't care where you're at. And we had people that were, we were concerned about their health. We were concerned about, well, I was concerned about me. It was hot. We bought the biggest tarp we could to have some shade. And, and the it, it funny part about the, the locals there were making fun of us because they're used to the heat. We've got the biggest tarp so we could work in the shade as much as possible. But when that trip was over, there was a unity there that we had done something. We built a house, we had done something, we had, we had managed the temperatures. There was a sense of belonging, a sense of accomplishment. To me, that's the church. It's not always pretty. It's not always perfect. And Jesus tells us in Matthew 6 this whole concept of belonging and, and uniting and, and being purposeful. He says this. He says, seek the kingdom of God, and that kingdom of God is God's family above all else. That you and I are gonna be pulled in different ways. There's gonna be things that wanna pull you away from God's family. You might get your feelings hurt. I've talked about this before. That the church hurt is one of the biggest hurts. You get your feelings hurt in the church, people get because you think, man, these are the people who are supposed to look. I know, I get it, I get it, I do. But there's gonna be things that wanna pull you away, the sports, uh, just hobbies, things like that, or or work, whatever. And sometimes it's even our own personal family will pull us away from the family of God. And trying to get you to remember that you and I, we belong to God. That he had something bigger for you in mind to be part of his family. Second thing is this, is that you and I are family when... We obey God. You and I are family when we obey God. And I'm not saying today that you have to obey God to be part of his family. I'm saying that you will obey God because you are part of his family. There's a big difference. I'm not talking today about doing work so that, you know, God will accept you. God accepted you when Jesus went on the cross, when he died for you. But you and I, we obey because we are part of God's family. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk through a couple of really tough scriptures here. I ask you to hang with me for a second. You and I are family when we obey God, that when we unite under this common belonging that God is God and we're following him, that when we do that, something supernatural happens, that, that when we see people who are obeying God, they're following him, we are inspired. We are inspired and we are inspired and it just it keeps reciprocating and it keeps going over and over. So a couple of scriptures here talking about the concept of family being bigger than just you. This is Jesus' mother and brothers. Now listen, this is Jesus' mother and brothers. They came to see him but couldn't get to him because of the crowd. They're trying to get in to see Jesus. They can't get in to see him, which kind of sounds crazy because when my kids want in, they just come in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my family, they don't, they don't, the crowds don't keep them away. Do they do you? They just kind of bully their way in. But anyway, and someone told Jesus, your mother and brothers are standing outside and they want to see you. Man, listen to this response. Jesus replied, my mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and obey it. That you and I, being part of God's family, as we follow God's word. And we don't follow God's word because We're trying to work our way in heaven because we've been saved, because because we believe. But something supernatural happens that we are inspired when, when we see our brothers and sisters obey God's word. We see a brother and sister in a tough situation. We see them respond. We see them do. We see what they say, what they don't say. We see what they do, what they don't do. And it's inspiring that you and I, we function as the family of God. And it's, it's unbelievably beautiful when this happens. When it's ugly is when we see, and this happens from time to time, our brothers and sisters who don't obey. We see them. To, and look, and I've been part of this, and I've said some things and done some things. None of us are perfect. I'm not throwing rocks here. I'm just saying that the concept is, in this family, is that, man, we're gonna, there's, there's somebody bigger than ourselves, and we're following him, and we're going to obey him. Look at this second scripture. Now, this is hard. Like this. Like when you read this, sometimes Jesus would say some things that were just harsh. Like there, I, even as I read it, and I'm, wanting to share, I'm even nervous about sharing it with you today. Because I'm wondering, you're going, what in the world? But listen to what he says. He says, if you want to become my disciple, and the whole concept of becoming my disciple is being part of his family, you must, by comparison, hate everyone else. Your father and mother, Wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even in your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. Now, is Jesus telling you to go hate your mom and dad? No, that's not what he's saying. But what he's saying is that there's a family that's bigger than your personal family. There's a family that's more important than your personal family, and you follow him. And when you follow him, your, your, your physical family will follow, and supernatural things will happen. But if you put your physical family first, you're going to disconnect what God's trying to do in your life. And we've seen this happen. And then finally, here's the next scripture. Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone, and you must love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and you must... Commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again and again to your children. This concept of God being first, that we obey Him, and man, we're telling our kids about the Lord. If we go to the next one. Talk to them. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, when you're getting up. Tithe them to your hands and wear them on your foreheads is what they did back then. They had reminders they tied in their hands or forehead to remind them about who God was. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. This whole concept that that man, when we function under this united, common, God's God, we're not, we're following him, that it affects even our personal family. So what's the point of today's message? It's that we are part of a family. Have you ever blown it with your family, your personal family? You ever wished you could go back and do it over? Because I think sometimes we think that about our spiritual family. We make decisions, we make choices. You're like, man, I wish I could go back and do that over. The next couple weeks, we're going to go into what family looks like in the church. And it's messy. Sometimes it's not pretty, but it's beautiful too. needs are met. People are being prayed for. There's hope and life change. The point of the day's message is that God has invited you to be part of his family. You can belong to his family today belong to his family today. When I was growing up, I didn't really like my family. My parents divorced. There's a lot of anger. A lot of disappointment. And since I've been in high school, the church has been my family. Last week during spring break, or two weeks ago during spring break, I went to see my brother in Washington, D.C. And on the way there, I got to stop in Bell Haven, North Carolina, to see the woman who invited me and my brothers to church and took us to church for eight years. And I've told you that story where sometimes we, she would knock on the door and we'd just say, we're not going. She never gave up. She'd call us the night before and say, you go on? We'd say, yeah, we're going. She'd show up that next Sunday and say, nah, not, we don't want to go, or we overslept, whatever. But I got to tell her, and I've told her many times, but I got to tell her just how much how grateful I was for her. That she is part of my family. And because of her, I found Jesus Christ. Because of this simple act of just Picking me up, my brothers up. And it was a simple invite. And what I want you to hear today is that God is inviting you to be part of his family. Yeah, it's messy. It's not perfect. If you're looking for perfection, I don't know where you're going to find it. Sometimes there's dysfunction. But as I've said, it's really beautiful when it works well. And so I want to close with just this scripture right here. Scripture very familiar to you and to me. It says, this is how God loved the world. This is his invitation to be part of his family. You don't have to pay $10. It says, he Love the world, he gave his own one and only son, that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. This invitation to believe in Jesus Christ. This one thing unites us. that Those who are part of this family, we believe in Jesus. We believe in who he is, what he's done, that he died and he rose again, and it changes everything. And so I want to close today praying for you. There's no decision time today as far as like coming forward, but there is a time to just think. Where are you at in regard to God's family? You trying to go it alone? You wonder if you're wanted, wonder if you'll be accepted, wonder if you're invited. God's plan for us all along is we would be part of his family. The invitation has been there for 2,000 years. It's there now. And I'm going to pray for you. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this series as we think about your church, your family. Lord, I pray for us to see that this has been your call all along. That we would belong, that you've, you've created a place for us, a space for us. And Lord, there's lots of great churches in our community. It's not just about being at Eastridge, that you've created a place for us in your church, that you want us to belong, that there's something bigger than just our individual family. There's something bigger than just ourselves. And so that I pray for us to find it in your church, in the family of God. We pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, I want to talk to you about one thing. Um, you're going to hear me talk about this next week. Uh, we have got some really good things, some great things going on. Um, but We have more kids coming now than we ever have. And I'm going to talk about it more. But There's no way to say this except like, but we are, our, people are coming back to church, Covered. you heard it. We have got to have people serve. And I know some of you are thinking, I'm too old. You're not too old. I served there a couple of weeks. We've got to have people serving at Adventureland and Etown. We are looking for, we're asking people to serve once a quarter above and beyond you really serving. Like I'm telling you, we've got more kids coming than ever. It's a great problem to have. Listen, these are the problems I can stay awake and be celebrating. Everybody with me on this? because I can remember two years ago, we couldn't pay anybody to come because of COVID. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm serious. And so these are problems, but I'm, ask, I'm telling you where we're going. And since, it's a, since we are a family, I'm asking you to jump in. Nobody's celebrating, but anyway, okay, great. Have a great day, see you, bye.